Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. CHCO Bears podcast on a Tuesday. It's one of those weeks where it's easy to forget what day it is. The Bears are on a short week, so we're going to cram Tuesday, Wednesday, cram. Thursday, all in a one day. Right now, Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Greg Rags Jr. with you on the show as uh, the Bears getting ready to face the Panthers. Coordinators talking at House Hall today. We'll jump in with some of that and any news we can figure out from House Hall. But, um, because it's a Tuesday and a Wednesday at the same time. We're going to bring in Baldy, who's usually here at Wednesday at noon, to uh, jump on uh, with us. That's right. That's right, on a I, Tuesday. I Bal- go full double arm enthusiasm for Baldy. Mm-hmm. I get so excited. So yeah. it's a great. <laughs> Baldy, I, I, we were just joking before you came on, but I wanted to give you props because you found the one play that Montez Sweat made on, on Sunday when he came from all the way from one side yeah. to the other yeah. and chased down Taysom Hill. That's the guy that Brian Pulse targeted, and he did make a play on Sunday despite a lot of people who think that he just, like, didn't play at all. So there we go. There was, there was something out there. Yeah, there was a play. I mean, it'd be better if he was hitting Derek Carr and the ball was, was uh, you know, bouncing loose on the carpet there. But, um, you know, I mean, that's a play that is an effort play, and not everybody plays that type of effort. So, you know, we'll, we'll give him a positive, and we'll give him a pass on game one. So, look, I, I, there's definitely some truth to the idea that of all the positions that you could, you could possibly change teams in one week, like pass rushers probably on the easier side. Uh, definitely. And then there's Josh Dobbs, who apparently yeah, like, could yeah. just do it at quarterback and with, with, uh, without even knowing yeah. his teammates' names or any of the calls. That was pretty damn impressive. Maybe we'll get to that a little bit too. But still, can you give us some idea? He's still got to be – Montez Sweat's got to be on there on the field on Sunday, not knowing all the calls, not – you know, yes, go get quarterback. But, you know, you still got to know what type of defense you're in sort of. Uh, I, I imagine there's like – you know, look, he'd been in Washington for four or five years. So a call comes in, you don't have to think, you just have to react. Call comes in on Sunday, and he's probably like, really, the the terminology can be different place to place, but the assignment could be the same. And so he, he might be just transferring what they called it in Washington with Jack Del Rio, and now what they call it, you know, in Chicago. So there might be a hesitancy there, just in the initial call. Uh, but, you know, if it's third and six, it's third and six, I don't care what scheme you're in, get to the quarterback, that's you know, I mean, uh, the Bears used to have guys that, you know, did that regularly um, week in, week out. So, yeah, it's not – that part isn't di- that difficult. 
Baldy, I don't think that the signing of Tremaine Edmonds was a bad one because I think Tremaine Edmonds is a good player. But I can start to hear the argument out that they didn't need him because Jack Sanborn can do that role and they wouldn't have had to spend that money. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, look, just go to Wisconsin to find your linebackers. Just go find Sanborn and Edwards and, you know, they'll, they'll make every tackle that's out there like they did. I don't know how many tackles they had together, 24, 25 tackles. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, but I was a believer in Sanborn last year. I'm like, you, you can do it a couple different ways. Like, look, Roquan went to Baltimore, changed the whole franchise. And literally one day, came the leader of the defense. He spoke up. Everybody listened. And they're the number one defensive football, and he's a big part of it. But if you don't want to pay that type of money and you want to put in, in, into other resources, the Eagles have that philosophy, and they've won a lot of games with that philosophy. So it, it can change place to place. Um, but, yes, I, I, I thought they – I just thought they overspent at that position. Um, it, you could have just taken all that money, just given to Roquan, you know, and just had your quarterback for the next 10 years on defense. Uh, but uh, Sanborn and Edwards looked just fine at that position last week. Are you still here? Because I thought you were going to walk up the set when he said that. That was an emotional moment for you. It should have been because that was your take. And Baldy just underlined it for you. Well, we talked about this a few weeks ago with Baldy. Like I just, it, it's going to forever. I said this on our post game show the other day, Baldy. Like, yeah. like Roquan's. Wait, wait, what did I say? No, I said Sanborn. I you, said if you, if, San, if Sanborn for some reason, like, look, Sanborn's good, but he's not going to go to, like, Pro Football Hall of Fame, right? But if he did, if pro fo- if Sanborn was getting inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and it's this great day in Canton, the sun's out, yeah. and, and all Bears fans are celebrating, I will still be standing there with, like, an empty spot in my heart because they never played him next to Roquan Smith. Like, that'll still right. bother me on the day he's being inducted. You know, you know what's interesting about that? Like, I do this thing with the Jets, um, and I do it with Bart Scott. And Bart Scott played next to Ray Lewis. So Baltimore has always had the guy next to the star. C.J. Mosley had his guy. You know, now Patrick Queen happens to be there, but he won't be there next year because they won't pay both guys. But you need, like, the guy that rides shotgun, shotgun for you. And I feel like if Roquan was there with Sanborn, like, they'd have that inside linebacker position covered. They just would. Or if T.J. Edwards was there, because T.J. was that guy in Philadelphia. He made every tackle every Sunday, never came off the field, played every week. He's just a good football player. Like, I know I know other GMs and other teams that said, if TJ Edwards ever became available, I'd, I'd scoop him up in a second. Like, that's what we needed that position. Guy that's just a vacuum cleaner, going to clean up, make all the tackles he's supposed to make. Is he going to knock the ball loose and jar guys the way, say, Erlacher did? Probably not, but he's going to get the job done. It's interesting, too, when you think about that component of it. And TJ's been a very good player for the Bears already. 15 tackles last week. But, like, you didn't need that either. You could have had Roquan. You could have had Jack doing that. But instead, you pushed him further down the list. Anyway, forget about all that for just one second. Baldy, and maybe Matt Eberflus is kidding, although I don't think he is. He's saying after the game, Monday, we're close. We're, we're, we're right there. If we hadn't turned it over five times, if we've, you know, we're, we're now, he didn't use these words, but last week is where, you know, we're two and two in our last four. Now he's two and three in his last five. Do you think looking at the bears that they're quote unquote close? No, no, because they, they don't, they don't No, I don't. And I'm not saying that Matt Eberflus looks at the game the way he looks at the game. Like it's his view of it, but I'm looking at, 
Like, I think the NFC in general is a bunch of frauds. Like, I saw the Ravens last week play. They just look like they play differently than Seattle. You know, they play differently than Detroit. Detroit went to Baltimore a couple weeks ago. They scored three points. They got hammered in every part of the field. So did Seattle. And, you know, you look at, you know, you look at San Francisco against Cincinnati. And you look at some of these defenses that are out there. Like, I don't know who's going to beat Kansas City in that defense. Like, Miami couldn't do anything against them. Like, some of these defenses are just so good. I don't care what your offensive stats are. Because none of them are producing stats against some of these elite defenses right now. And so if you if Matt says we're close, I don't know. I saw Taysom Hill. Like, all right, Taysom Hill did whatever he wanted to do against that defense last week. So th- yeah. there are some underlying numbers that suggest that the Bears, especially on offense, are doing at least what you're supposed to do, which is move move the sticks, right? Yeah. So they actually ranked 11th right now in getting either a touchdown or a first down on a drive. Okay, like you want to at least move the sticks, right? Now the problem, the thing that really seems to be holding them back are one, penalties, right? So like even Sunday's game, like the Saints have a good defense. They moved the ball. Hmm? They moved the ball. Tyson Bajan moved the ball. Look, the first three quarters, I mean, they had two penalties at halftime. They had 14 points. You missed a field goal, a chip shot field goal. I mean, they should have had 17 on the board. Um, you know, DJ Moore has the ball in his hands in the third quarter in the second play. They're driving already, and he gets the ball punched out. DJ Moore has hit both hands on the ball in the end zone for a touchdown, and he doesn't come down with it. Like, they moved the ball. Tyson, look, you can bash Bajant for the turnovers. The, the first interception to Cole Komet, all right, it's his own defense. I think Komet actually should have come back to the ball. And it wouldn't have been intercepted rather than just sit there in the hole in a zone where a Debo is just attacking the ball. Like I would have put that more on the tight end than the quarterback quarterbacks, giving you a chance to go make that play, make the play. Now he made a couple great touchdown catches, which is, which is nice, but I think they could have helped the, the quarterback out. I thought he played pretty good. For well, the most Cole, part. Cole actually said that after yep. the game too. So I, I think he agrees with you on that. What I, uh, the problem though is so 71% of the drives, they at least get a first down. 11% of their drives right now, they're turning the ball over. Like, you can't you can't win football games like that. The, the San Francisco 49ers, they're at 4%. Okay, like, that, that's a huge difference. And you just – so you can move the ball all you want, but if the drive's ending yeah. in a turnover, you know. No, that's, you know, look, it's the number one stat in football for wins and losses is the turnover margin. But here's the thing about it. Like, I don't want – whether I don't know what quarterback is playing this week, but I understand they got to they got to cut down the turnovers at the quarterback position, whether it's the fumbles or the interceptions. I I know that. Um, they, they, I remember Aaron Rodgers used to have a stat. I know you don't want to hear about Aaron Rodgers in Chicago, but he tried to keep his interceptions and fumbles to a single digit during the course of a season. Now both quarterbacks are right on the verge of double digits right now splitting duties here. So it's it's too many. But what I don't want is the quarterback to go into a shell and not be aggressive. Like, I think you have to be aggressive with the ball. There's things that you can do to mitigate the, the takeaways of the turnovers. Um, but at the same time, like you just can't dink and dunk and make safe throws. Like, you got to attack at some point also. I mean, the breakdown last week was they picked up 250 yards in the first half. They they had drives of nine and seven and six, and 
13 plays. Second half was 118 yards, so not even less than half. And they well, the penalties they had a lot of penalties in the second yeah. half. They had six yeah. penalties in the second half, yeah. so they started getting behind the sticks. And you know, those third downs got a lot longer, you know, so that was a big part of it. I just wanted on the record that I did not bring up Tyson Bajan to Baldy, and Baldy s- said good things about him, and I had nothing to do with it, didn't even lead into it. That's what he said. So yeah. I want that on the record to you in the chat. People are like, can't wait for Cone to bring up Bajan. I, I, I just, you know, your understanding of, you know, he looks great for three quarters, looks very good, whatever you want to put it, has the interception to commit, yeah, yeah, versus the fourth quarter. Do you – some people are saying that the, the Saints moved to man and then he had to hit tight windows and he wasn't able to do it. I'm no, wondering. Man, also- like, they, they play man coverage. That's what they do. Um, you know, that, that, that trio of Lattimore and Alante Taylor and Adebo, I mean, I don't know if any defense, honestly, in the league has defended more passes than the Saints. I don't have that stat in front of me, but I just watch them every week. Like, those guys feast off man coverage. And, you know, it's up to the receivers to to win, you know, in man coverage and to separate. And, you know, the touchdowns to Cole Komet, they were great throws, and he made great catches. And receivers got to help you out a bunch too. I kind of want to reverse this back to the defense because I'm curious your thoughts about this. You know, we, you talked about Montez Sweat coming in, and uh, you've talked a lot here on these shows about generating a pass rush. But dating back to 2018 with Matt Eberflus's defenses, even under the Colts, I want to kind of run through some stats with you. 38 sacks as a team for the Colts, ranking 28th in 2018. 41 sacks, ranking 16th in 2019. In 2020, when they added DeForest Buckner, they had 40 sacks, ranking 13th. Then back up to ranking 25th with 33 sacks in 2021. These last two years, they only had 19 sacks with the Bears last year. And only now they're on pace for 20 sacks this year. It just seems to me that while we all want to pass rush and get sacks, the the stats show that Matt Eberflus's defenses don't generate them. So is the Tampa two? I mean, Corey Wooten loves the Tampa two. We talk to him every Monday, but is the Tampa two not something that's sustainable in the NFL as a base defense? There's there's places for the Tampa two. Uh, I was talking to Rod Woodson. I was doing the, the the Ravens game against Seattle on Sunday, and Rod does the voice of the of the Ravens. And he was like, "There's too much man coverage in this league. There's too much. Like, just sit there in your cover two zone, and just keep everything in front of you. You got all your zones covered. Like, there's only so many places they can go with the ball and just attack. You know, just like what we call um, like spot drop and get to the spots and just plaster these receivers." And I, I kind of think there's a, a truth to that. Tampa, too, there's too much of a hole in the middle of the field. But there is really only one place that you can attack that offensively. And if you can defend that the way Erlacher did um, down the middle of the field to your tight end, number three receiver, you can limit a lot of those throws. But it does help you on all the, the hole shots on the outside and some of the deep corner shots. Like, you take a lot of that away. And you, keep, you funnel everything to the middle of the field, which is where you want. So I think there's something to that. The one thing about what I would say about Eberflus is, like, I understand the sacks in Indianapolis, but I know for a fact they were top 10 defense. You know, like, they took the ball away. I mean, you look at what Shaq Leonard did, nobody took the ball away more than Shaq at middle linebacker. You look at Kenny Moore and some of the players that made plays in that defense, um, they made those interceptions in those plays because they were in zone, and all eyes were on the ball. So any tip ball, 
man, you got a much better chance of going to get that ball if it's tipped um, in the middle of the field. Now, that's part of the pass rush is getting the hands up and tipping those balls in the middle of the field where if you're in zone, you better go get it. You better be flying to go get it. It's your ball. So, you know, I remember even Lovey Smith back in those days. I mean, there were contact points in zone defenses that forced the ball to get popped up and to get hit. Um, during Seattle's run with the Legion of Boom, one year they led the league in interceptions, and I went and watched them. Like half of their interceptions were off tip balls, and they were in a cover three shell for the most part. So there was some – you can battle this thing back and forth, but ultimately um, – they need a better pass rush period. And if they're going to play a four-man front, there's a reason why they went and overpaid for DeForest Buckner. They didn't have that position in Indianapolis, and he's an elite three-technique player, and the Bears don't have that right now. Right. So it's essentially not so much about the sack totals, but it's about a pass rush to generate the turnovers that a hits philosophy will get you. Yes. Part of it, yes. Well, and I, but, I, but look, I mean, the Ravens are number one defensive football. They've got 35 sacks. They hired a Chuck Smith to be their pass rush specialist coach. Like, all of a sudden, you're looking at Justin Matabike, who was, you know, a third-round pick a couple of years ago. He leads all interior defense linemen in sacks. You know, you look at Genevieve Clowney. He's playing better than he has at any point in the last five years. I mean, they're, they're becoming a much better pass rush team. So, like – if I had to guess, like trying to get inside Matty Rufus's brain right now, the reason why he's trying to make the argument that they're close is like you look at defensively, their third round, they're getting off the field on third down better than they were earlier in the season. They, that fourth quarter, like the Saints should have blown that thing away with the amount the Bears were turning the ball over, and the defense kept giving the ball back to the offense. They're just they're not getting home. Their run defense is good too. The run defense has gotten a lot better from last year. But they're not getting home on the quarterback, and they're not getting takeaways, right? And then on offense, okay, we're moving the chains, but then penalties and turnovers. So it's like if you could just clean up the basically the takeaways thing. And but that's what every team's trying to do. And just because you could say like, okay, we're doing this and this, like you need at the end of the day, you need playmakers that are going to make those plays and not commit the mistakes. And that's why I still feel like they're they're lacking. Is that I mean, is that fair, Baldy? Yeah, that's all fair. Like, look, you got Carolina coming to town. In two days, you can get a lot healthier against Carolina. They have literally one legitimate receiving threat. So if you want to put Jalen Johnson on him right now and just go Adam Thielen and Johnson, try to take him away. I don't know where Bryce Young's going to throw the ball um, if he doesn't throw it to Thielen. Like he's got Jonathan Mingo, he's got a couple guys, but you can get real healthy against Carolina. You can win three of your last six. And, you know, you could probably next week at this time say Matt Eberfluss was right. Look at what we're doing. Look at all of our numbers, how they're improving, all that stuff. I mean, okay. But, you know, that's going to translate to wins. So, you know, that's where they're at right now. What, what have you seen from Bryce Young so far? How, how, uh, how much are they regretting not taking C.J. Stroud after what Stroud's been doing? Well, I mean, if you just looked at last week, I mean, C.J. Stroud throws for 475 yards and five touchdowns and took the team the length of the field in 46 seconds to win the game. Bryce Young threw two pick sixes to Kenny Moore. I mean, and they were bad throws. They were late. They were to the outside. They didn't have a chance to, like, tackle the catch. I mean, Kenny Moore is dancing in the end zone. Um, it, it's, I mean, it's night and day difference between the two quarterbacks. So wow. did the Bears blow it on C.J. Stroud, Baldy? <laughs> well, it's, you know, look, it's hindsight. Um, the guy has been phenomenal. And you know what's interesting about great quarterbacks? 
And I'm, I'm putting him in that category right now because he's thrown 14 touchdowns in one interception. And he's brought him back from behind a couple of games. But what's interesting is always look at the receiving core before and after the quarterback. For example, like Nico Collins is their number one leading receiver right now. And he leads all receivers in yards per reception. And Nico Collins was just a guy for two years. I mean, just a guy. Never, I can't remember one game-changing play that he made. Now he's their go-to guy because they got a quarterback that knows how to get him the ball. And they got a system that really understands the pecking order in receivers. Tank Dell got his role. Uh, Noah Brown last week got his role. Dalton Schultz was an amazing pickup at tight end. So they've got all the, all the receiver spots covered. Now they have a quarterback that just reads progressions. And um, when he throws a football, you're like, that is how you throw a football. Like, it's the eye test. Yeah. Baldy, when you were playing, what would your reaction have been if uh, the NFL schedule makers told you you had two Thursday games, two short weeks in a six-week period? Ooh. I would say they're trying to, uh, you know, they've got something against us. You know, <laughs> that, that's, not, that's just not fair. It's just really not fair. Like, that's impossible. It's, it's hard enough. I remember when I played in Dallas, we always played on Thanksgiving. So we were the only, you know, us in Detroit, the only year team every year. We kind of liked it, but we built that entire week around you know, the two games in four days. We had our schedule. We had our system. And then we had, a, like, basically a mini buy that we really liked going into the stretch run. But to do two of those in six weeks, I mean, that's that, – that's, it's beyond a tall order. It's just not yeah. fair. Yeah, Cole Komet has told us that he they actually like he likes it too for the reason you said. Like, you know, get through the game quick, then you get ten day layover to they rest. They also your don't body. have to practice this week, right? Don't have no, to no, practice, and they're practicing tomorrow. Light, light. Well, it's like well, the we, Friday. Our, our practice was we just went into a cold pool or into the sauna. Like we just, <laughs> you know, it was fun. We we just had a holiday spa thing. Like, that was kind of fun. Well, and that, I wouldn't – if I were you, I wouldn't mind, you know, playing on Thanksgiving anyway because Thanksgiving food is terrible, but that's just one man's opinion. Yeah, I said it. What? I said it. What? I'm sorry. It's yeah. The, of the entire year. No, sir. Like, no, sir. I'll take a prime rib over a turkey just any day. you can't cook doesn't mean you have to make some grain <laughs> no, statement too, about Thanksgiving. It's too mushy. <laughs> too so, The food's too soft, too mushy. Okay. Uh, that, that, <laughs> that 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 will be discussed in depth at some point. But before yeah. Baldy goes, I just want <laughs> you you can't really answer this, but I want to ask the question because right. I think he wants to comment on Thanksgiving. Uh, well, you you comment on that too, <laughs> Dallas, Indy, the Eagles. You never played on a team, Baldy. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was two and seven. I'm just curious, like what do one you year. Think? one year one year uh, one year I was one in fifteen. Okay, yeah. All right, perfect. I missed that year, so great. Yeah. What is going on in that locker room right now when you got the coach up there saying we're close, you got short weeks going on, you got trade deadlines, you got the new guy coming in who's been here five seconds, he gets the huge contract. Coaches getting fired every other week. Coaches getting fired every other week. The Bears are talking about they have this great culture, yet they don't ever win. They've lost 17 in their last 19. Like I'm just trying to understand, do you think these guys are – like what's happening in there? here's, Here's the fact. You get sick of losing. It's just a sickening feeling. Like, there's no good feeling. There's no Victory Monday. There's no Thursday night parties. There's no, like, the camaraderie stinks. Like, everybody's going, it, it's, nothing is worse than losing. Nothing. Um, it, nobody's smiling. The secretaries ain't smiling. Like, nobody looks good. It's horrible. It's, um, it's just a horrible feeling. And if it just keeps up, 
like, honestly, there's some guys that check out a lot earlier than other guys. Some guys, okay, it's pro. This is what we do. We prepare the same every week. Some guys have that mentality, but a lot of guys don't. A lot of guys are just like, they go to these games and they honestly just wait for the wheels to come off. And like, and, and, and they're walking off the field and they're just basically saying to themselves, or they might be saying it out loud, here we go again. That's just the reality. Well, um, I, thought we, I, I thought we'd add in a positive there because I, I mean it's just well, a re- but they're in a tough spot, man. Like, well, and, I, and I think we've buried the lead here. I have to know what's going on with your shirt here, Baldy. You got that's a this, hula bowl shirt. That's a what? That's a hula bowl shirt right there. Hula bowl, hula, I, I okay. Have hula bowl every year. Okay. Yeah, no, this is like it looked like Hawaii. that. It looked like that early '90s Bears uniform I seen Tom Waddle in. All right, well, Waddle <laughs> might have played in a hula bowl. Um, you know, he's been in Hawaii half the year. Uh, we're not Tom, but um, Thayer's over there half the year. Um, yes, he is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is um, in Hawaii. This is like um, this is uh, wardrobe gold in Hawaii. This okay. particular brand of shirt. You can't find a higher brand or a more coveted shirt in Hawaii than this. Okay. Yeah. I think you look great. I don't know what Braggs is talking about. I put this on this morning. I was like all smiles at 530 this morning. Yeah, I was nice. ready to go. Just getting you ready to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wish I was in Hawaii right now. I mean, we could yeah. all, yeah, I could, especially Bears fans. I think could, Maybe after this Thursday night game, you'll have like a little mini bye to Hawaii. Just, just go to Hawaii. I love it. Uh, Baldy, we've been listening to the All NFL Show. Great stuff so far. Love it. Uh, awesome yeah. having you part of the family. Make sure uh, if uh, to our listeners, if you haven't checked it out yet, go subscribe yeah. to the All NFL Show. Baldy and Anthony Gargano every single day. It's great stuff. Uh, yeah, all the you. NFL coverage around the league. So thanks so much, Baldy. Guys, all right. Talk to you next week. All right, See there he is, Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. Seriously, go check it out. I mean, if you, I got to listen to national podcasts to kind of keep up to speed with everything I miss around the league on Sundays, and that's a great way to go. Um, and they launched that last week. So go check it out, the All NFL Show. Also, if you're uh, in need of flooring carpeting really anything for your house you got to check out empire today bang empire today you get shop at home convenience the right product for your needs quick and professional installation and a low price guarantee what i love about empire is you know they're all about quality they're not trying to lie to you they're not gonna give you the lowest price because the lowest price they're putting flooring in your house that they're not, they're not, they wouldn't put it in their own house. They're not going to come out, be on a job, be tweeting and talking about the Bears and, and how smoking and drinking sucks. and just doing a bad job and then yeah. like leaving the industry to go become a podcaster. They're there they're, they're to win. Wow. What like are you person- talking about? Well, okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I picked up on it. No, no, no. That's not, that's not how Braggs did his brick lane. That's not how Empire today does their Sorry, work. They're the best place to get new flooring. <laughs> The copycats out there, and they're going to try to be cheap about it, not Empire. They're going to do the best job. They have this awesome thing called their virtual floor designer. It's hard to figure out how floors will look in your house. They do the best they can to show you what flooring will look like in your space. Snap a picture, instantly see how new floors will look in your room. And um, (laughs) Empire prides themselves on uh, convenient shop-at-home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their new floors will look like in their homes. Also, they service their own warranties, which is great. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. 
Restrictions apply. CEmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. I think that was our cue, Bregs. We were supposed to say CHGO. Yeah, yeah. Bad I job. don't follow cues. Uh, and I also don't follow rules. He and does follow his macros, though. I do follow my macros. I'm not talking to Braggs for three days. And I don't follow rules take. because Lawrence told me that I'm not good at transitions. So I will continue to not listen to him by saying, while you're laying on your empire carpet, you put your table down, put some hero bread on the table. See? Is that good? That was great. That was well, great. How about you put the hero bread in your mouth? You can put the hero bread in your mouth, and but eat. first you got to set it on the table. Lay on the Lighting carpet is always good too to make you know elevate your food experience. And hero bread's trying to elevate your hero, uh, your food experience. And uh, we appreciate them uh, joining up with us. Uh, to the, the bread is soft and fluffy. You can use this bread. It's scrumptious. You can use this bread to make your stuffing for your crappy Thanksgiving meal. Now. You guys want to hate on me about my Thanksgiving take. My mom does a great job making Thanksgiving. And most people would enjoy her Thanksgiving cooking. And especially if they were using Hero Bread. Because the high fiber and ultra low net carbs, zero sugar per slice. These are the things that help you, you know, get a great meal, tasty meal. But, you know, watch those macros as I try to always tell you guys. Use CHGO for 10% off at Hero.co. Hero makes sliced breads, buns, and tortillas, so it's not just, you know, you can can use it in different ways. Available on Hero.co and Amazon. Fewer calories than the leading national brand. 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Right now, Hero Bread is offering the CHGO fam 10% off their first order. I can feel these guys chomping at the bit to go after me for Thanksgiving. Just go to Hero.co and use our code CHGO to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% today. I'm not going to jump on you for anything. What I was going to comment on, in the history of us doing this show, I have not seen more compliments about anything any of us have ever worn than what you're getting right now for that extremely basic Cubs. Well, us Cubs fans are fired up right now. This is a nice zip-up. It's it's a a zip-up. Everyone's calling it a hoodie. It's not a hoodie. hoodie. It's a zip-up. And it's It's literally red. It's got a sweet World Series patch right there. It's red with a Cubs logo on it. What is so cool about it? It's cool. The logo's cool. I got some really good Cubs gear at home. I like it. It's a good look. And that was cool to watch you guys, you know, yesterday during the show, break the news. Uh, it's it was cool great he's to watch the CHGO Cubs team do a breaking news show. Uh, it's going to be an exciting offseason. What a front I, runner this guy is. Not a front runner. Are you kidding me? I'm a Chicago sports fan. All There's sudden, no the Cubs, front running going on in this city. I could not have been more miserable on Sunday. Now, Cubs got correct counsel. Purdue wins one basketball game. Congrats on your first win since uh, March. The exhibition who's, your, who's your college football team? Notre Dame football. Who's your college basketball team? What does that have to do with anything? I didn't go to college, so I can pick whatever teams I want to root for. You picked the front running. What school did you go to, Carm? Yeah, you, this is, you're the wrong person to be. What you school did you seven go to? different schools. You I root for. for the Northwestern Wildcats. But you have, I have every right you to say what I'm saying. You didn't yeah, root for Iowa? You didn't root for Iowa when you were at Iowa? 
Be quiet, I old went, man. That's got nothing. When Northwestern also, played Iowa, Iowa sucks too. When Northwestern played Iowa, I rooted for Northwestern when I was a student at Iowa. Just so you know, yeah, you front running football, Notre Dame picking, was, basketball, Purdue picking, front runner. Not front runner. <laughs> Notre Dame has never won shit in my lifetime. Purdue's never won uh, shit. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the bad. Cubs, it took them all the way until 2016 in my life to win something. The Bears have never won shit in my lifetime. You're a front the runner. The only team. You're more. You're the biggest front the runner The Bulls on the show. are the only one that gave me happiness, and I've been waiting since 1998. Came right out of the womb, that. and you're like diehard Bulls guy. Oh, that was a tough. That was a that was a tough road. Cody for you. here. <laughs> Cody I'm not here. Grumpy. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, what what Cody here? Nine ninety nine super chat brags ad reading Tony is as Reality bad as his Thanksgiving take. My ad reading has been phenomenal this year. Thank you very much. And I'm sorry, guys. You just don't want the hard truth about Thanksgiving. There's a reason that you only eat <laughs> Thanksgiving one day a year. It's because it's garbage. I can eat prime rib every other week. Thanksgiving one day a year. Get it out of my face. My mom does a great job cooking Thanksgiving, so don't be hating on what I'm eating. I don't cook it. I sit around and watch football while people cook for me on Thanksgiving. I'm and, embarrassed for everybody who had to I listen mean, to that. This just turned into a brag spaces, which, by the way, there will be a great one coming up <laughs> at 3 o'clock this afternoon, I'm sure. I normally save my Thanksgiving hot take for Thanksgiving, but it got busted out, you know, because Baldy brought up Thanksgiving game. Sorry. All right. Uh, by the way, we got, we got Ray Scarpelli coming up in about 10 minutes. He's in studio today. But before we uh, get there, we got to check in the house hall with things that actually matter. We're just going to delete the last five minutes of Bragg's shitting on Thanksgiving. Um, well, that was a weird way to phrase that. Nick? Shitting on Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, Nick. I did. <laughs> What's up, you guys? I can't believe anyone would shit on Thanksgiving, but um, that's disappointing to hear Bragg's. Nick, your pins and aces jacket is 700 times better than the jacket Brax is wearing. I can't I can't really see it from here, but, uh, yeah, this is a pretty sweet jacket. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Well, if you, right. Okay, go ahead. Nope, go ahead. No, I'm done talking. You. I'm not going to talk ever again. <laughs> you promise? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what's going on at House Hall? Yeah, so we got to hear from the, the coordinators today. So I'll, I know you guys are pressed for time, so we'll get right into it. Um, Luke Getze was asked about Tyson Bajant. Before I get into all the Justin Fields talk, uh, just to, just asked, what did you make of his day? And he thought he played really well, managed the game. And here's where it gets a little interesting because he said, we knew going into this game, you guys, against the Saints, that they needed to use Tyson Bajant's legs and they had to be a part of the equation. And he did a great job, he thought, finding those escape routes and did a good job of extending those things and playing on the move. The second half of that game, you guys, it seemed like that was taken out of the equation. Just Tyson Bajan extending plays, getting outside the pocket. And I asked Luke Getze, you know, why was Tyson asked to play more for the pocket in the second half? Did the Saints do anything defensively? And he said they did a really good job with all their line games and movements, kind of keeping him in the pocket. And then he said, when you get in those moments in the game, you're more of a passing situation. It was a one-score game, you guys. It never got out of hand to where you only had to pass the ball. But he said that, you know, the Saints were just mixing some things up, rushing five, doing their games, dropping eight. And he said that Tyson can ultimately learn from this. I just thought that when you look back at some of the play calls, there weren't even the designs to get outside the pocket in the first place. It was just play from the pocket, see what happens. And you look back, all four turnovers for Tyson Bajan all happened when he was in the pocket. Which is weird because it felt like in the first half they were getting him out of the pocket. He had some nice first downs with his legs. 
you know, had some nice throws on the move. So, like, again, like the adjustments thing we talked about the other day, uh, why adjust that way when he clearly wasn't working? Maybe it's because he's on the field and he can't see what's going on and nobody's relaying him the information. What do you think about that, th- that theory, Nick? Actually, Mark, that is so crazy that you brought that up because I was thinking about, like, that question. I know you wanted, you wanted to ask Getsy that. I didn't get an opportunity to, but it's funny you bring it up now. I was kind of thinking along the same lines. Not for that, but just to see his overall thoughts on being on the field or being in a booth. There's obviously pros and cons to both, but it's funny you bring it up now. Um, you guys, real quickly, there was a bunch of questions asked about Justin Fields, and I'll kind of just kind of relay what, what was said today but from Getsy. He was asked, how much can you actually evaluate – field's ability to throw the ball when you're really really only practicing on Wednesday and he said it'll come down to really field the training staff Flus Ryan to figure those things out and he said he like in this moment he's kind of out of the out of the conversation from his perspective and I thought that was interesting like the offensive coordinator doesn't have any say in who's going to be the quarterback for this Thursday game which I thought was pretty interesting in itself but um whether it is fields or Bajan playing um, Luke Getzi was asked, are there concurrent game plans? Like, are, do these guys have the same thing? And he said, what's cool is that since the very beginning, guys, going all the way back, um, he feels like that there the different game plan, there's not different game plans by any means. So whether they go in one direction with Fields or Tyson Bajant, they should be on the same page of what they're being asked to do, and it's not going to be too different from one another. So that make thought any that sense? was also pretty interesting. Uh, yes, it does. Okay, so let me talk. Yeah. Um, you talk through that, Coach. No, 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 no. Because, yes, the, 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 the similarities between Fields and Bajan are much greater than what they used to have with Trevor Simeon being the backup or when it was, I thought, really drastic when Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky were the two quarterbacks, right? Like, those were, like, two different offenses. With with what they have now, they can still run their offense, okay? Now, what I would say, to put this in, like, an analogy, is, like, um, a restaurant is going to have different specials on the menu on Monday compared to what they have on Tuesday. But the restaurant's still the same. The general menu is the same. But you're going to have different packages, different couple different third down calls, couple different goal line calls. There's probably going to be more quarterback run in there if Fields is playing. Maybe not this week because of the hand, but I get what Getsy's saying there, Nick, in that there's not this huge drastic problem where, like, they almost have to – if they like, let's say hypothetically right now they don't know who's playing. My guess is they do. Mm-hmm. But maybe Fields is game time decision this week. That could put you in a bind sometimes where you might actually have two call sheets actually printed out and ready to go for the game. I don't think they need to do that this week. I think they can run mostly the same stuff. I, I mean, that I don't want to get That's a great analogy, too. Yeah. Well, Nick, this is your segment, so I don't want to fight with Hogue right now, and I probably don't want to fight with him even when you're not here. But to, <laughs> to me, like... You Bajan, are gonna, I'm Bajan, not going to do it, but I'm, I'm going to do it. That's correct. Right. <laughs> ba- to me... Let's ba- go. To me, Bajan's strength is to get the ball and get it out as quick as possible. Where, whereas Fields' strength is I have a strong arm, I can move and make incredible plays, and I need to see a guy is open and then fire it to him. So to me, they're, com- they're, they're borderline completely different. I get that Bajan can move. He's not a stature like that. But they, they're... We just even when we just go back to the last time we saw Fields, the first play of the game, the ball's not coming out. That's not what he does well. He's he's uh, you know he needs to. S- I, I I just don't. I, I would hope that it would be more different than what he's laying out. Maybe it is. Yeah, and I and, think and, you know obviously Fields has the the strength to throw downfield, and we kind of seen at times where Tyson Bajan, it's not really 
the, the case they're having throws that he's made, but I think it's how you sequence the plays too. Like you're not going to maybe want to put those plays where he has to get the ball out quicker, like in the first 15, right? <clears throat> where the Bears have actually been pretty good at, at game planning that. So I think it is a little different how they would want to start games if uh, you know who exactly is going to be starting. I mean, to me, the biggest difference is how the defense plays you. And, and with Fields on the field, you got to spy him. You got to be worried about that. With Bajan, <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't. Um, and actually, I think the Bears could be running more QB run with Bajan, to be honest, than they have. Um, Valus Jones conversation. I did see some tweets that Richard Hightower, the special teams coordinator, said that that face mask penalty just, like, can't happen. Um Give us a little bit more clarity. You were there. What did he say about that? Has there been conversation about Valus Jones this week? What do you feel like the vibe is right now with the Bears, with the leash the Bears are going to be giving Valus Jones at this point? Yeah, I mean, look, Richard Hightower said it's an unacceptable penalty, uh, especially because of where it happened so far from the ball. He credited um, Gill with the, the great punt being backed up in his own end zone, and then you have that penalty called it unacceptable it was a it was a very honest and true moment from Richard Hightower very soft-spoken as as we all kind of known Richard Hightower to be but he was really displeased with that call from Bayless Jones Jr. I think just overall this season right but we haven't seen now in year two Bayless make really a big impact on this team and we know it's not coming from as a wide receiver and then you're putting him on special teams to be a gunner to go down there and possibly make plays and you know, you're getting flagged for a penalty that shouldn't have happened in the first place. So I don't think the vibes are, are very good around a guy like Valus Jones Jr. Very, uh, I think, uncertain for his future moving forward here. And we already know that he's not really a part of the game plan. If Whether it's maybe it's a screen pass, and we saw one of those in the Saints game where it was unsuccessful, the blocking wasn't there, and, you know, it was, was going to a drop ball anyway. But it doesn't seem like there's any really positives from Bayless Jones Jr. going on right now. But Richard Hightower is also, he was disappointed in obviously Cairo Santos' missed field goal, but he said the operation there wasn't very clean. And anytime there's a missed field goal, it's not just on Cairo Santos, it's on the three guys, Gill and obviously Patrick Scales. So he said the, the operation on that wasn't clean. And you guys, I think it was the beginning of the third quarter, Travis Homer had an opportunity to block a punt where, um, the punter for the Saints kind of did that, like that rugby college side where you kind of go off to the side. And he said, like, that was a big opportunity. And that Travis Homer is really disappointed in himself that he couldn't make that play. And he had a really good demonstration where you need to go low and shoot your hands at the last minute. And if he would have done that, we we're probably talking about a huge play that the Bears special teams didn't uh, didn't execute on. And Adam, I know if you were here, you would have really appreciated that conversation. Yep. Um Tell tell Richard I'm sorry I missed his press conference today. It hurt. It hurt. I don't like I don't like missing coordinator day. Uh, what he's talking about is when you're coming from the angle he was coming at, you want to kind of like put your hands off to the side low. And it's like a just like, a, like almost like a flyby block. You can't come across there and you can't go right into him. So you got to like do this and you got to want the football. You have to want to block it, which I that's the one thing about blocking kicks. It does not feel good. So you got. to <laughs> You got to want to do it, just like a hockey player. I don't think they want to jump in front of the puck, but they do it anyway because they have to. I missed a Nick's whole explanation there. He did not, so he left out the part that Travis Homer is soft and doesn't have the guts to do it. Wow. Whoa. No, so he, so okay. He the problem that he, that Travis Homer had. He was running up with his hands up. 
So it wasn't, I think, it, more so that he lost momentum because he's trying to put his hands just straight up as opposed to that low, like what Adam's just kind of demonstrating there. So the, the coaching point, you have to go low, put your hands down so you don't uh, lose momentum. You call it revolutions as you're trying to go and block the punt. So I missed it again. He, so he, what he didn't say is that he knows he's playing on a terrible football team that's not going to make the playoffs, so he didn't give full effort because he, he's thinking about his future. Wow. Yes. Me guy. Yeah. Me guy. It's a me guy. Homer's a me guy. Soft, Get him on my soft, team. Nick, <laughs> go back to the locker room. Tell Homer that Carm says he's a soft me guy. I mean, I don't agree, but just tell him what Carm says. Don't do that. I've him. seen him. He's terrifying. He's, big, he's, he's got big biceps. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I don't, uh, we, I'll tell we, him we that. Don't, we don't need that. That's Carm. That's Carm right there. We, we don't need that. Uh, all right. Hey, Nick. Why I love you the way you are. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> hey, Nick. Travis, none of the rest of us said that. That is Mark Carmen. You can follow him on Twitter at the Carm um, for more uh, takes like that. Travis, you, you've, 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 you're going to be great in a Titans uniform next year. Hey, Nick, uh, let me ask you something, Nick. You underlined the Lucas Patrick fall down, unlike. Me, I never did that. You, you loved seeing Lucas Patrick fall down. That, that humored you in your day. But as Tevin Jenkins was pancaking people, will you be, will you be talking to Lucas today or tomorrow if you're there? I think you are going to be there about that particular play. And you've, you've done some good work on the offensive line. Is my bigger question. What, what did you learn rewatching it? Tevin Jenkins has just been dominant. You guys, I, I love watching him play. How he finishes blocks. Luke Etsy talked about, you know, just his play today and. Like, he's a guy that if you're looking for positives on this offensive line, I think Darnell Wright has obviously shown that as well. But Tevin Jenkins, like, if you run to that side, you are getting lanes created. You're going to get a guy that's finishing, that's getting up to second level. But, yeah, it was uh, it was funny just watching that play. And, you know, actually Kyle Long responded uh, also on the, the, the play there saying that, you know, sometimes you got to land the plane. It didn't take off quite right. But, you know, you think he actually ended up helping Tevin Jenkins to kind of complete the pancake because he was in the way there. So it ended up working out in, on that play for Foreman, Jenkins, and Lucas Patrick. Yeah, Kyle Long responded to your tweet. He said, the aircraft lost lift, stalled. <laughs> that was and, amazing. And had to emergency land. All heavy payload pilots fear this. This pilot here does a good job of getting the bird back to the ground. He tagged Lucas Patrick in it and said, credit him with the assist on the pancake. Because he did kind of, I mean, and really when I watched it, I think he, he basically got tripped up with the D lineman. But mm -hmm. the D lineman got tripped up too, and that helped Jenkins pancake them so good stuff nick appreciate it um we'll be reading everything at allcsgo.com following you on twitter at nicholas moriano adios there he is gregory i didn't ask nick one question i just sat here like eye candy <laughs> i didn't need that to ask not me. how you sat there I'm just you, completely the next worthless. Time you do, <laughs> There's no reason for me to be here today. <laughs> the next time you do ask him a question, I'm sure you'll clip it and put it on social media. Oh, my God. This guy. Two hey, clips. Hey, you made the thumbnail today. You I did a phenomenal thumbnail. job. Don't sit here and say you. You. there's no need for you to be here. You That's did, true. I you, did you, make the thumbnail. You're Car so proud Car of keeps thumbnail. taking shots. I was talking to my mom earlier. He's like, oh, Greg's just making clips of himself. <laughs> <laughs> I really nobody amuses me the way I amuse me. That's that's really it's, it's I mean a that's shame. pretty obvious. I yeah. made yeah. Karma clip. I made him a clip. You made God one clip. Damn. Nick, did you have lunch today? 
60 seconds CHGO Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I put that one on my own account. Thank okay, you. Okay. Okay. That's God okay. dang, but, man. You're no. all over me. And everybody in the chat that's appreciating a nice jacket like I got here, thank you. You know? Look, let's be honest. I like the jacket. I don't like the logo. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm glad that we're getting there today. I'm jealous that your team's better than mine. Uh, I'm jealous that your basketball team is better than mine. I don't really consider Notre Dame to really be your team. I've given up on college football. Notre Dame's there, that team's probably better than my team, too. And let's be honest. If I took the time to learn how to do the clips that Braggs did, all I would do is just clip exactly. myself out. Oh, Thank my you, God. me you, guy. Yeah, me guy. Thank I, you, I, me I, guy. And here's another one. Look at this brilliant comment by me. Here's another brilliant comment by me. We're Oh, we are clipping <laughs> your weird, random, uh, stray... Shots at Travis Homer and, and tagging, tagging him. him. Yeah, we are, no, we are, we are, I don't know what that was all yeah, about. And you know, I do. everyone to throw your bears Tra- at Travis, Travis that, Homer. Car's that right because anytime I know he's going to say something that's going to get him in a lot of trouble, I'm like, we should clip this. I just lean into that harder for Car. Travis knows. I'm his friend. Travis knows that I'm kidding. Travis knows that he's he's. Uh, I mean, he won't know when we clip the other thing and not this. Yeah. Travis knows. Travis and I, we've never talked, but somehow I feel like we're boys. All right, Hogue, lead this us to the promise on race earlier. here. Okay. So I don't know if this actually is still true. Let's get a super point. chat in here, 999. Well, I guess Carm can't always have the worst takes every day. <laughs> Brags from the top ropes with his Thanksgiving take. Also, the Cubs hire feels a lot like Billy Donovan. How is that? Right. Relax Yo, on woof. Craig Council. But you know what? I'm sorry, guys. It's the cold, hard truth. I'd rather have a nicely cooked steak, medium rare. You're definitely an idiot. Than a turkey. That's fine. You're already Bushy, well, that's a stuffing, take. yams. It's all disgusting. All right. Wait, wait, so I'm okay. sorry, but I'll save all the, the Thanksgiving, you know, hatred for Thanksgiving. That's normally when I bust all that out. Uh, but, yeah, all I'm right. going to get out of here, let Ray come in. What? I know you're going to sit there and do a Circa read or Why something. Why do I got to do this? I'm not on the Circa read. Do uh, I gotta, yeah, or, nah, but we can something. talk about the event coming up. I'm excited to talk about that. But then as soon as yeah. Ray comes on. I'm running to my yeah. car because, as I told Hogue, I'm hunting 18 holes today. And he That's thought that was a weird golf. statement. <laughs> well, I've never heard of that. I'm hunting 18 holes. I'm going. What? Like, yeah. Ray's coming on. I'm going golfing. Goodbye. All right, later. See you, buddy. Jesus. Don't I, worry I, about I, it. I wish I had Greg's life. <laughs> I mean, I called him this morning at 9 o'clock. Dude sounded like it was 4 a.m. What's going on? I'm taking a nap. Got Jenny up to school. <laughs> I've never heard anybody that tired. All right. Um, Circa, <laughs> for the love of God. We have a great event coming up with Circa. Um, first of all, a little bit about Circa. They're here in Illinois. They are here to stay, baby. They have tight money line splits. They strive to have a minus 110 split on their uh, Circa sports menu. Unlike other sports book, they're going to charge you more. Minus 115, minus 120. Circa sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets. They do not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. And uh, Circa's, they encourage you. To download and explore all sports betting apps available, compare the lines. You'll see Circa has the best. And uh, the customer service is top-notch. They have real people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort 
and casino in Las Vegas. Just an incredible place. Download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Eric, Eric Bochanton in the chat says, Braggs, before you leave, Carmen needs to know when the tailgate starts. <laughs> <laughs> Officially, the tailgate starts at 2 p.m. here this Thursday uh, tickets still available if you go to allchgo.com and hit the events tab. We'll be at the corner of Wabash and Sir Mac. It is our last tailgate, but it's going to be a special one, ladies and gentlemen. And if you come to the tailgate, you can RSVP to come over to our live event that we're going to have at Joe's on Wheat Street with our guys over at Circus Sports and Brian Erlacher, Hall of Fame linebacker, going to be in attendance as well. So this is a big event that we're putting together here uh, for Thursday night football against the Carolina Panthers. A big game, maybe the biggest game of the season for the Chicago Super Bears. Bowl. Got to have it. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. If you become a diehard, you can get a discount on that event, as we've said many times here on this show. So excited for all of that. But, yes, 2 o'clock is when the tailgate starts. Uh, at the corner of Wabash and Cermak with our guys at the Chicago Bears Tailgating Club. And correct me if I'm wrong. If you become a diehard, you get a free hat. Is that not true? We have hats. Yeah, we do have hats. Uh, yeah, a lot going we'll on. We'll get to here. that in a second. We'll get to that. That'll be our transition. Free to hat. Him off, so. Free shirt. Great idea. Discount on shirts. Braggs, Braggs read this uh, super chat real fast. Bear down Omaha, $2 super chat. Doesn't seem like enough money to read this super chat, but he says, F them, Cubs. <laughs> Other. Cheer for the blue collar team, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. bro. Yeah. Listen, bro. Yeah. <laughs> guys in the bleachers, yeah. we are blue collar. Thank you very much. What? Bleacher Jeff. You, you will you are Danny that is, Rocket. You are, as somebody, Cody Del Mendo. Okay. As somebody who grew up in Lincoln Park, I could promise you. Don't that, talk to me, you northwestern elitists. Okay. We're blue collar. It's a misconception. You, you there could, are no blue collar fans at the Sox Stadium because nobody's at the Sox Stadium. <laughs> there are blue collar fans at Wrigley. There are also, you know, the snobby ones, but they sit behind home plate. I sit in the bleachers. The bleachers is 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 not what you want to be advocating for as far as blue collar. That is twenty five seventy five bucks eight, these days. Eight, 18 to 30 overpaying to go out there and hang out with your friends and get drunk. It's not blue collar. You might be blue collar. Kind of, although you have a pool and a podcast and three podcasts. And a cul-de-sac with parking. And a cul-de-sac with parking, so you've left the blue-collar world. By and the way, he's hunting if, 18 holes. If you he's want if he's going golfing holes. on a yeah. Tuesday afternoon on a short I week. have become somewhat corporate. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> not, I'm not a bricklayer anymore. I drive past these guys working on the highway, and I'm just like... Bye. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to golf. Oh man. Okay. Sorry guys. You started on the people working on the highway. Uh, Anytime right. I you feel actually bad. I mean, Kennedy I see done. them. I'm like, ah, it used to be me, and now I'm gone. Good effort by you. All right. Uh, hey, if you want tickets to Wrigley to be a blue collar Cub fan or <laughs> or anywhere else, there you go. That's right. Game time. Use our code CHGO. You get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Look, game time is the fastest and easiest and best way to buy tickets for sports and music and comedy and theater and anything that you want. Do it with game time. Killer last minute deals, all in prices, the views from your seat, best price guarantee, which is sweet. You find a better price on one of those other sorry ass apps game time will hook you up with their well they'll match the price and by the way 
Oh, you can handle that. Okay, great. I'll just continue with my game time. <laughs> um, great. I'm, I'm focused. I'm so ready. ADD. You're ADD. Yo, I am. Yeah. So uh, I can look, Lawrence and I are communicating in sign language right now. It's nothing to do with you. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. <laughs> download. Down, I'm serious. Right now. Download the game uh, time app. Create an account. Use the code CHGO. $20 off your first purchase. You can go to Bulls Suns tomorrow night and meet me and Greg's best friend from Germany. Who am I meeting? Nick, Nick I know Nick. Yeah, Adam you know Nick, Nick too. Nick Verha from Germany. Good right. dude in town. Big fan of the show. I'm going to meet Nick Verha tomorrow night. You could come too. Let's all have a let's let's all meet at the Goose Island Bar at the United Center. Uh, terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with the CHGO for twenty bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, and one more. We got Olipop, a new kind of soda. We love Olipop. Uh, it, gut health is important. Mm-hmm. Olipop, it <laughs> takes care of your duck gut health. It at least helps. Two out of three Americans say they suffer from digestive issues, and 95% of Americans don't get the daily recommended amount of fiber. Olipop is tackling both of these issues with a drink that tastes just like pop. One way to fix your gut is with fiber. Prebiotic fiber is the food source for the beneficial probiotic bacteria in your gut. And Olipop has nine grams of prebiotics in every can. Olipop uses functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit digestive health. 90% of Americans consume more than the USDA's daily recommended added sugar intake and sweetened beverages like soda are the leading source of added sugars in the American diet. Olipop much, much lower in sugar than conventional soda with only two to five grams of sugar from natural sources. And it actually tastes like pop. Mm. All kinds of flavors. Get your regular vintage cola, root beer, Orange Squeeze, Classic Grape, Strawberry Vanilla, Cream Soda, Cherry Cola. They got it all. And they're so confident you're going to love their product. They offer a 100% money-back guarantee on orders placed through their website. Use code CHGO20 for 20% off your next Olipop order at drinkolipop.com. Olipop can also be found in over 22,000 stores across the country, including Jewel, Walmart, Target, and Whole Foods. The Jewels. Uh, before uh, we kick Braggs out of here, uh, Brant threw us $5 to say, Braggs working on the side of the highway isn't blue-collar. Well, okay, I don't, whatever you define it as. People well, uh, that work hard. He means the, you know, the inmates that are cleaning up the trash on the side. Oh, of the I'm way. sorry. I didn't know the joke. I'm glad you guys are on the same page. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks, Brant. <laughs> and guys, we're going to say goodbye to Braggs with this. See, Joe Hats are here. Go Bye, buy Braggs. Go we'll miss buy you. him. Go off in time. We got four styles in, in stock. I want the. Uh, I feel like I'm playing the hat game right here, where I'm trying to find which one has the ball under it. I'm gonna go with number three. <laughs> I'm, I'm debating between. Uh, we've got the. Uh, we've got the the. We got a trucker hat, and we've got just a standard snapback. I'm going with one of the, one of those. Hey Jim, get him in there. Quit talking to him. Get, get him out there. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, okay. Chop, chop, Ray. Ray. Get on in here, buddy. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. Ray. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good it's to see you. Ray. Have, have a, I, I like, I like every one of those hats, but I think the gray one is like spent with the well, black. It's white. It's white. Oh, it's white. Even better. Love that look. Ray, get that right in front of your face for me. Appreciate yeah. you. Right up here. Don't be afraid. Yeah, there you, you go. Can, you, Bragg's is clean. It can bend here too, like in the, uh, see yeah. where this little this before little, little joint Ray. This is. is Ray. You're in, you're in. You want to, in essence. Hey, it's Ray. 
Get get you want to get to know the microphone. You want to feel comfortable with so like right here. Yeah, there, you go. there, there it is. You go. Ray okay. Scarpelli from Ray Auto Group, uh, one of our awesome partners here at CSGO. Did Bray want to have him in studio so yeah. he could know him even better? What were you gonna say? I just I'm, I it, I raise here, but I can't believe that we just got a hundred and ninety nine dollars super chat on a Tuesday from Brant Gosnell, one hundred and ninety nine dollars. Brant Gosnell, one hundred ninety nine ninety nine to say Bragg's time on the side. Was work crew. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he spent 200 bucks to say that. He really Bragg's wants went, to take a shot at Bragg's. That's awesome. Thank you, Brant. You're, You're the, the man, Brant. Thank you. Thanks for supporting the show. We appreciate it. Now I can go to lunch today. Maybe even tomorrow. Uh, I and mean, you get none of that money. You know, inflation yeah. these days is significant. Ray, good to see you. Good to see you guys, man. Glad to be here, man. The studio is awesome, man. Loving it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Loving thanks. It. Uh, it's the uh, first time you've been in here, I believe. Yes. And um, we... All right, we're going to get some fantasy football talk because you are a fantasy expert here at CHGL. But we also want to talk about the dealership a little bit and uh, some of the things you have going on. I know you mentioned a dine and drive event. Yes, and I believe Carm is actually going to go to it as well. It is tonight. It's from tonight? six to eight. <laughs> it's tonight. <laughs> it is. It is. It is tonight from six to eight. We're going to have, have actually an outside shot, Ray. Outside, very outside, but outside. Yes, yes. We're we're gonna have um, a few EVs there. We're gonna have a Blazer EV. We're gonna have a Wrangler PHEV there. A Grand Cherokee PHEV as well. So, just it's designed to get everybody familiar with electric cars, right? Um, you know, have some food, ask some questions, uh, just kind of figure out, you know, the differences between level one, level two, level three, because the automobile business is changing, right? So uh, it's an opportunity for everybody to get familiar with EVs. And uh, actually, the Chicago Auto Show shared our event as well. So uh, we're expecting a big turnout tonight for the event. We're excited. That's awesome. By the way, if you're on the fence about EVs, plug in hybrids. Which is the P? Yep, PHEV. PHEV. Got to learn all these new terms yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's <laughs> I. I didn't even know that until I came in the dealership, and I was debating between the. The plug-in hybrid version of the Grand Cherokee or the one that had the third row. I ended up going third row with the kids. But plug-in hybrids are sweet. Hogue Mansion, third row. That makes sense. <laughs> it's called having children. I, you're, no, no. It's called, you're riding around in style. That's what it's called. Okay. Third row. I, I love that concept, by the way. I've got kids. I, I need a third row. How have people survived in the history of this world with, with, right, with yeah. a regular car? Yeah, I know. I, I, I used to sit on, the, like, the back of a, a 280Z. Yeah. And, like, there was not like even a station seat. station wagon? Face, like, not even a seat. I was just back. holding on to, like, a little. Remember the old station know. wagons that would have the two seats in the trunk? The way back. Yeah, the way I back. I mean, was there anything less safe than that? No, but it was I think what I was doing, but uh, you know that was, <laughs> Great. The, that was the 80s. I'm proud of you. What was your first car? My first car was a Chevy Equinox in high school. Okay. That was my first car. Uh, now I have, um, I've got a Camaro. I mean, he's Ray. <laughs> he's, not, he's not riding around in an 82 Ford Fairmont I like I was doing. asked what his first car was. Hit <laughs> yeah, it up in the yeah. chat. First mm-hmm. cars, Dodge Aries, 1986 model, something like that. I had a beautiful brown 82 Ford Fairmont. This was in 1993. Feel free okay. to throw in the first car you ever did Bench that seating. To <laughs> put my own little Alpine uh, radio in it. It was probably the most expensive part of the car. You were driving in 93? In 93, I was driving, yes. Of course he was driving in 93. I'm old. He's I'm like old like me. You were way older than I thought you were. <laughs> Not you. You, I knew you were old. I was driving in... Never mind. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. <laughs> 
All right, Torian, rocking that Chevy hatchback. All right. Uh, Jeez, that's prism. It. Let's go. Yes. Well, the other big thing you guys got coming up is uh, the Toys for Tots. Toys for Tots. Yeah. December 3rd, uh, we're one of the largest uh, collectors for Toys for Tots in the state of Illinois. Uh, we're expecting over 500 Jeeps at our dealerships. So the idea behind it is... Uh, you know, everybody brings a toy. You could register to win a Jeep Wrangler there. And we go on a ride with all the toys and drop them off at the Marriott Theater um, in Lincolnshire. So yeah. it'll be it'll be awesome. Nice. So a couple of years ago, I was That's up in, right next door to me. Yep. But yeah, keep going. Yeah, I was up in uh, in Fox Lake a couple of years ago. And all of a sudden, all these Jeeps decked out in Christmas lights. All types of things. It was like, I was like, what the hell is this? And that's what it was. This awesome event yeah. that you guys got. Yeah, it's we're really proud to get behind it. I mean, here, it's Toys for Tots, right? I mean, especially during the holidays, it's... With our dealerships, we're really community-focused with everything that we do. So um, it was an easy cause for us to get behind. Ray, sure. can we, can, will you address Eli Sherman in the chat? $1.99. Carm's first car was a Bronco the horse. That's rude, <laughs> Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Is he wrong? So, we're, 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 yes, he's wrong. Nin I said 19. Yeah, he, had a, he had a pony. Wait, Hoag's he's more dad's of a pony in, guy. Hoag's dad's in the chat with his 1962 Rambler American convertible. That's amazing. Yeah. He had a 65 Mustang convertible, too. Of course Don't he sleep on Papa Hogue. He knows his cars. He's rocking that Mustang, huh? Yeah. Until a few years ago. He had it up until a few years ago. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is the Chevy segment, but you know. <laughs> it's the Ray Auto Group. <laughs> That's right. I'm sure, there's a, I'm sure there's a used Mustang somewhere on the Yeah, there's, on there's a couple of them. Yeah. A, couple, a couple used Mustangs. We actually got a yellow one. <laughs> there you That's go. That's a hot look. So there you go. They're, there you they're, go. They're, they're serving all kinds of cars. We're mm -hmm. just... Um, <laughs> How did the dealership get going? I know you've had this thing through a few generations. A few generations. Uh, my grandfather, Ray, actually started it. Um, so I'm Ray the third. So, like, you know, when we're at family parties and somebody says, hey, Ray, you know, you got three different people turning around, <laughs> including my dad. So it's just um, one of those things where here my, uh, my grandpa actually grew up here in the city. Um, he got a shot with uh, Jim Moran, who um, it's – for those of a certain generation, Jim Moran, the courtesy man, he was the first car dealer on TV, actually, in the country. And uh, Carm, you remember that, right? I, I love that he's bringing this stuff up because the, <laughs> these, people are, these people are like straight royalty. Moran, Rorman, um, who am I Solozzi leaving? Solozzi Edelson. Solozzi Edelson. Yep. I mean, the, the, seriously, these are Chicago. Yeah. This is like Chicago royalty. Or keep going. Mm -hmm. And so he was uh, a salesman for him, eventually got promoted to a manager there. And then, you know, there was an opportunity in Antioch uh, to become a partner. And uh, he took that opportunity um, and, and moved out to Antioch, which if you guys are familiar with that area, it's like right at the border of Wisconsin. So kind of a little different than the city, you know. Car uh, <laughs> Carmel played at Antioch Saturday. We had our playoff game there. Yep. Dealership right across the street. Yep. Actually, they made an announcement that you guys are donating uh, – a car to like a graduate yeah something which i thought yes. was really cool they announced that before the game i'm like okay ray let's yeah. go yeah but so, Carmel got the dub so sorry about that to Antioch. <laughs> no you're not i'm not <laughs> it's all right puff that chest out let's go anyway yeah. Antioch. yes yes yeah, so um and then eventually um my father and my uncle got into the business and um 
now me, I've been uh, with the company now for, for 10 years. So it's one of our big things is, again, community. That's why we partnered up with you guys. Um, good community. Um, you know, our, our raised price promise, we really believe in good citizenship and doing business with good people. Like our, our reputation and our word is the most important thing to our dealerships. Yeah. Well, and, and we, I know we do the, the reads for you guys. We talk about the raised price promise, but I try to, should also emphasize like before I ever knew Ray or anything, my, the first car I got from you guys was the Silverado I Mm -hmm. had. I didn't know anybody there. I walked in there. You guys, everything we talk about in these ads are exactly what you guys did. I was blown away by the, the the least price you guys actually gave on the Silverado, which was lower than what was advertised, which we talk about in the ad. Sometimes you can't promise that, but sometimes it's there. But you do promise that you're never going to raise the price on people when they come in. That is real. I just want to emphasize that. And not every dealership is like that. You know what I mean? They'll put out, you know, sometimes a a price that not everybody can get. And so one of our big things, especially, especially in this online world, right? I mean, you see the lowest price and you're just like, okay, I got to go there, but that's not always the case. So for us and what makes our brand strong and our reputation strong, and like I mentioned, it's a multi-generational business is like, Hey, I grew up in this community. Hey, I've sold a lot of cars to friends. Um, you know, my father and grandfather oftentimes have sold vehicles to, you know, their kids and their kids' kids, you know what I mean? So it's a situation where, hey, we're in the community. It means a lot to us. And so that's that's really part of our brand relationships, that's, ultimately. That's a big deal, too. Selling a car to a friend, five seconds later, something's going wrong. He's calling you. He wants to kill exactly. you. I mean, that's business and pleasure, business mm-hmm. and friendship. It, it can get complicated. Mm-hmm. So it's, yes. I, I love that. Uh, Ray also... Big fancy football guy, which is why he's a fancy football expert. Um, I I did something this year that uh, I violated a longstanding rule of my own, uh, which is to avoid Bears players. And uh, some of it was last year, someone in our league dropped Justin Fields when he was struggling early, mm-hmm. and it was the biggest pickup of the year. It was. Because Fields ended up being top seven. Guy in our league won doing that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, Bears still not might not be good, but now they got DJ Moore. I drafted DJ Moore. Last pick I think I used on Roshan Johnson. Um, I'm one in seven, or I think one in eight officially now in my fantasy league after being in the championship. I'm eight five and one, up. opposite of you. There you go. So the <laughs> point is, don't listen to me. Listen to Ray. Uh, and you do have your uh, well used. Let's, oh, I guess we'll do the trades first. He also yes. has this. Whatever. Either way. I want no, everybody I just, I just, here yeah. to grade these trades. Because trade deadlines are coming up. So, like, I know the trade deadline in our league, I think, is this week. So Ours is yeah. December 1st. Okay. So. so it's coming up. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not this week. I stopped paying attention. I think this is the first one, yes. Yeah, we can go here. So Ray came up with these. These these are real trade proposals in your league? These are real trade proposals in our league. I'd love the viewers to grade these trades. Um, I know, I'm sure some of you are probably wondering, like, hey, what's this guy's roster construction? Does it make sense? Um, I mean, here, let's see. Alvin Kamara and Dalton Schultz for Jones, Thielen, and Thomas. Without knowing the roster construction first, what would you guys grade this trade is it good? Is it bad? Is it somewhere in between? Um, I would be actually be tempted to disagree with 
the recommendation here. And I actually think it's more even than than it looks. I, I like I, I take the bottom half if I'm picking here. So you would take Kamara and Schultz? Yes. Okay. So to give you an idea, Michael Thomas in this league went to waivers and then was immediately picked up for $25 because we've got the fab, right, yep. where you do the auctions, and then proceeded to immediately get zero points uh, this weekend. So, I mean, here, and then, of course, Schultz goes off, right? Looks like Gronkowski on Sunday, right? He puts up, like, over 20 points. And then Kamara's probably rest of season a top five back. Right. Realistically. That's why I was like, I like the Kamara side. The Kamara side. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this trade obviously ended up getting turned down. Yeah. What does people in the chat have to say about that one? That's what I'm curious yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, so, uh, someone said that I think it's fair. Uh, I actually think it's just more fair than it looked at, at first glance. That's, that's what I would say. Yeah. So... Let's look at the next one. Trade though. only works um, if the other team has injuries. Like, yeah, here's another one for you. Two more. Ramonje Stevenson, Deontay Johnson, who I feel like has done nothing for two. Oh, he finally got that first touchdown on Thursday night for Derrick Henry. I mean, this would be a no for me. I, I got to keep Henry. I'm not rolling the dice there either. Yeah, I'm I, out. I would agree. It's a, it's a no for me as well on that trade. But, I mean, yeah, okay. It's been an interesting year for Derrick Henry. But, like, Mormonji Stevenson started off really slow. Has he picked it up recently? He had a good game yeah. on Sunday. He put up about 17 points, so okay. decent game for him. I mean, the Patriots suck, though. Like, is their running game going to be doing anything? I mean, I guess I they can't throw the ball, that's for sure. Um, and here's the last one we're going to show you, too. Devontae Adams, again, Mormonji Stevenson in there, and Deontay St- Johnson, this time it's for Jamar Chase and David Montgomery. The injured David Montgomery. Well, now Jamar Chase is injured too. Yeah. But this would have been before we knew that, right? I mean, here, this was actually David Montgomery was injured at the time of this trade. So okay. essentially, really you're looking at it as because Deontay is a part of that package, right? So it's Devontae and Ramondre for – Chase and Montgomery, right? Like, there's two two injured players in a three for two. I mean, Aiden O'Connell's getting game balls, and the Raiders are looking all healthy, so I'd be tempted. Let's put it, I'd, I'd say it like that. That's 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 a that's a pretty big leap, though. Yep, I would uh, agree. All right, now the next thing is, um, yeah, and Rockstar eighty says fantasy football rule number one: no New England running backs. I followed that one for a long time too. Yeah, I mean, when they had their committee, you had. Uh, who was a Dion? You had um, uh, who was that other guy? They, they had like a they had a few of them yeah. um, that were kind of. Well, that's the thing you don't remember them because it's always like a committee. And and uh, Damian Harris, Damian Harris was yeah. one. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Now the one thing you want to pay attention if you're, you know, trying to set your lineups for this upcoming week. Ray has been spot on when he's been coming on the show telling you who to be starting. Um, and he does have his top five starts for this week. All right. Uh, Law, do we have that? Uh, no. I guess not. Okay. What, what do we have? What, what am I missing? The, uh, his top five starts for ah! this week. I got them ready for you, though. Sorry about that. Um, let's see. Where do we put those? I know because you texted these to me last night. 
Um, okay, so I know you had quarterback Jared Goff. Yes. What do you like about Jared Goff? Goff I mean, here, the Chargers had a really good defense, right, on Monday, so you might be nervous to start them. But I think with that Detroit offense, I mean, here, you got Sam Laporta, Amon Ross, St. Brown. You got a lot of really good pieces on offense there. You got their running back, Jameer Gibbs. So I think they're going to put up a lot of points against that Chargers D. It's funny that you brought up Goff because I saw him moving through the chat today. People are just still they Bears fans don't want to give the Lions any credit. They don't want to give Jared Goff any credit, even though Jared Goff's been a pretty damn good quarterback the last. Oh yeah, he's running that offense. No questions. All right, uh, running back Brees Hall. Brees Hall, I think here against the Raiders. I think I mean here they just got a new coach, right? But I mean they're just their their run defense is is horrible. So. I think Brees Hall is a smash start. And then DK Metcalf at wide receiver. DK Metcalf. I mean, here, he's, again, I think a trade four candidate, actually, DK. I think he's going to have a really good rest of season. I think right now, I mean, here, you got that rookie, uh, Jackson Smith, the Jigma, right, JSN. Mm-hmm. You got him. You got Tyler Lockett. Uh, so I think he's kind of been lost amongst those guys. Um, but I think he's a trade four candidate. I think he's going to have a smash game. And then at tight end, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. I mean, I think you got to keep rolling with that Texans offense. I mean, C.J. Stroud probably had one of the best rookie performances by a quarterback of all time. And I think just you got to keep – you got to stay in the flames with him, man. I've had Tank Dell on my bench. I might have to actually play him yes. at some point. Yes. I wish I had last week, obviously. I'm eliminated. Can't play anyone. <laughs> oh, you got guillotined. I got guillotined. <laughs> Came to an end. I really did some dumb things. And – Bijan died on me, and it's just the way it is. Bijan's done nothing really in the last month, it seems yeah. like. Uh, your sleeper for this week is – oh, he likes Cowboys defense, and then your sleeper is – Keaton Mitchell. 100% add him in your league right now. I just submitted a bid on him this morning. I think the Ravens are going towards like a, a – almost like a run-first offense. I think their wide receivers that they've got going are just – okay that core right I mean you've got Bateman you've got Beckham and the rookies a flowers and I just think that they're just leaning on the run game right now it's fair love it all right um I'm just going through the notes here what was the biggest draft steal yeah in your opinion I mean I'm a little biased uh the league kind of makes fun of me for this because like I always like talk about my players on here Sam Laporta yeah I picked he, him up. I think Hawks. somebody in our let's go. Someone in our league dropped him like week two, and I picked him up, and yeah. it saved me because I don't even remember who my tight end was before. The, oh, it was Injoku. Who who's been an Injoku? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is he coming to press conferences wearing masks? <laughs> yeah, I, it's <laughs> always it, an interesting choice. Laporta saving me, not really saving me because I'm still one and eight. But um, yeah. So you're right. one and eight. Yeah, okay. one. I know you're a big Cubs fan too, Craig yes. Council. Here, it was funny. I was just talking with these guys um, earlier. I've got a friend who I've talked to, a uh, big Cardinals fan, right? And I'm actually uh, 14 and 0 against him for about 10 years. I've gone to Bush uh, Stadium a few times. He's come up here to Wrigley, and he always made fun of David Ross. I liked David Ross. And this move came as a huge shock to me. Um, I thought that, you know, 
Ross did well with the roster that he was given. But if he was going to be let go, it for council, I'm in. Yeah, I, I think he's a top three manager in the game right now. Um, I think that this is a move where the Cubs are announcing, hey, we're here again. And I think that they're going to have an amazing offseason just outside of this managerial hire. I think they're going to make some trades. They got one of the best farm systems in baseball right now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction on the show. We'll see if it ends up happening. But I think they make a trade for Pete Alonzo. I think that that's going to be their splashy move that they're going to do. There we go. I okay. I'm not. I'm not sure if I can co-sign on an Alonzo trade, but I'm, I'm willing to hear what the what the price would be. And I mean, you you're up you're up north, man. You got you got Brewers fans. I bet that. Oh are, yeah. I mean, so it's an interesting. They're not happy. Trust they are me. Not they happy. Are, no, and, they and, and they shouldn't be. Yeah. He here. I think. I think what fascinates me the most about this move too is just like the brewers really have done a ton with the shoestring budget right i mean in terms of their payroll and i think council got a lot out of these guys um i think that now with a different ownership group a different fan base a different whole everything i think he's going to do even more and you kind of weaken a, a rival in the process with this move. Oh, 100%, 100%. Their owner's talking all sorts of nonsense, too. Craig mm-hmm. left our community. Yeah, he did. He came to a better community. Welcome to Chicago. Let's mm-hmm. go. That's not nice. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a pedestrian community up there. We've got a better community. Milwaukee's underrated. I, it's, I like I Milwaukee like Milwaukee. and Chicago. Oh, that's Lo- obviously true. Yeah. That's all I'm um, saying. Just no. He, what you should be saying, Mark, up there is like, look, he wanted to go to the Cubs. We get it. Wrigley is the mecca, and Chicago's a sweeter city, and we're just um, trying to survive up here. And, you know, we'll do the best we can. But Craig made a great decision for himself, and my franchise stinks. That's what he should have said. Okay. <laughs> Something along those lines. Right. We're going to give you the uh, super chat experience here as we uh, conclude this show today. You can hang around for this. So there's a bunch of random stuff from the show that – People are paying to, to jump in. Five pounds sterling. Boom. Wow, look at you. You've got an international audience here. Yeah. Uh, said his first car was a Ford Fiesta, which has been dis- discontinued. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. Bye-bye Ford Fiesta. I don't remember the Fiesta. They're, they're basically like a lot of car companies right now are just making SUVs and trucks now. I mean, Chevy, Ford, uh, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, like a lot of the domestic brands are really just making trucks and SUVs right now. And just that's people kind of where the market's going. The normal layperson needs a pickup truck. That's what I think. <laughs> I love my truck. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Truck's the way to go. Yeah. Do you, do you work on a construction site? No. Um, T-Fly Shy to Long Beach. It's $20. What's up, T-Fly? Are Bears fans delusional? We're finally on to something. Keep Flus and JF1. Trade the fans, except the real ones. The Bears <laughs> will be the worst thing. Bears will be fine. The Bears will be fine. The worst thing we could do is trade JF1 and fire the head coach. It'll set us back eight years. No foundation. T-Fly Shy, that is the most optimistic Flus Fields take that I have ever seen. So congratulations. Seriously. Okay. 
I mean, we'll, we'll see about that. Eight years setback if they do that. Wow. That, that's got to be a Flues cousin. Uh, <laughs> Mob O'Brien, $5. Every time Poles makes a move, we love it, except keeping Bayless and drafting Dex. Keep Dex out of this mob. That's not fair. He sure hasn't done anything. He's done. He was the second highest graded rookie in the Pro Football Focus a couple of weeks ago, Adam. And Hope. then he proceeded to not. I think play he's got to earn his playing time more. He's. I played. think he's. Give, I think he's been given a lot of opportunities, and yeah, I think there's guys that deserve more playing time than him. Carm, if they had a legitimate three technique, those defensive ends would be getting home. Okay. Uh, Look, the guys, the guys on the field for twelve snaps. Don't let's not let's not make it out like. Why was he only on the field for ten, fourteen snaps? Because they're leaning into Billings and Justin Jones and Matt Eberflus thinks that they can win games that way, and and Matt Eberflus is making a calculated wrong decision because he should be playing his rookies regardless of if they're productive. Let's see more. Don't go at Jervon Dexter yet. Come on, man. Senior's a good dude. Jacob Murphy, four ninety nine. Carmi interviewed Dex one time. He had a live show with. That's him, correct. So he's going to defend right. him until he's on the Raiders. <laughs> Jacob Murphy, four ninety nine. Should we keep JF one for another year? I know the wins are a problem, but the flashes of greatness. Oh my God! I don't want us to inherit the Babe Ruth curse. He followed that up with another one. What if Justin Fields is on the Packers next year? Did you just compare Justin Fields to Babe Ruth? That's amazing. Keep going. Four ninety nine. Bajent has been good. You're going to throw picks as a rookie. I just think JF1 gives us the best shot. Bears defense plays a huge role in his win-loss record. Absolutely. Uh, what else we got here? Esteban, $5. Bummer, the trade got turned down. The guy in the middle, whose name I don't know, Carm. Mark Carmen, Alex is the middle name. Doesn't this guy always do that? Isn't this his bit? He knows your name. He just pretends he doesn't. Whatever. Esteban. You would probably trade Christian McCaffrey for Bajan. I'm not trading Bajan for Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) (laughs) We got Bajan on a rookie deal. In fantasy football. You sleep on... Oh, we're talking fantasy. My bad. Uh, Esteban, you know what the M stands for? You probably know and I don't know, but... (laughs) <laughs> any rate, Esteban, that's fine. You want to you wanna go at me for Bajan, feel free. I'm sticking by 17. Damn it. Last one from Cody here. $49, 49 almost $50, $49.99. That, Thank you, Cody. Uh, the defensive tackle from the Ravens, Baldy, was talking about is a free agent next year. He needs to be our three technique. There you go. Do you know what he's talking about? I don't remember his name. Baldy was talking about him earlier. Okay. Ray, do you know what he's talking about? You're... Honestly, Ray, your football knowledge is uh, overwhelming. <laughs> I don't uh, know how many. How do you have any time to sell any cars with you, the way you're breaking down NFL uh, rosters? Just, I mean, here, like for me, I look at our our dealership is like a football team. You have to have uh, the right guys in the right positions. It's a team game. That's probably why least on an individual basis why i'm into sports i look at our business as a team game and and that's why i like football i love that it must be michael pierce he was talking about right yeah i don't know i don't remember that part but um we'll we'll keep him on the list whatever baldy said it was right because he's baldy and he's the man right <laughs> the only thing i would say is the ravens run a three four so I'd have to watch that a little bit closer to see what. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. We'll have a new and again, defense. Maybe the Bears year. will run a 3 4 next Ex- year. Who exa- knows? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Who knows? 
Um, Ray, it's good having you in here. Here, guys, uh, thank you for having me on. Um, really appreciate it. This is cool. I've never never done this before, so it was, it was interesting, man. It was uh, fun. You, you did a great job. Thanks. And for real, uh, pay attention to the Jeeps on the Run, jeepsontherun.com. Uh, what's the Facebook page, too, for you guys? So it's just like the name, Jeeps yeah. on the Run. Um, you can join the group. It's free to join. Uh, we've got over 10,000 people in that group. Any Jeep can join, okay? You don't have to have a Wrangler. If you had a, you got a compass, you've got an old Cherokee, doesn't matter. All Jeeps are welcome. And then our after party that we're having, um, you know, you don't have to have a Jeep to join the after party. We got a band there. It's, it's going to be really fun. And it's ultimately, it's for Toys for Tots, right? It's, it's a charity that just about everybody can get behind. So here at the dealership, we're super proud of that. All right. Um, super cool event. It's coming up and uh, just a great cause as well. So um, everything you guys are doing in the community is outstanding. Six to eight tonight. I'll be there at uh, 723. That's very specific. For Michael Jordan? Sure. Okay. Why not? <laughs> I, I, I'm just I'm ballparking the, the time and then... <laughs> Have a, have a good forty seven minutes, then I get a and then a big nine o'clock tennis match tonight, Hoke. Uh, on the back draw, of course you do. The thought of me playing tennis right now is uh, <laughs> painful. Just uh, even imagine it. Big win by you yesterday over Herb Howard on the ping pong table. Congratulations! I had to go full Nicholas Moriano strategy and not move and just let Herb, Herb make mistakes. Herb choked. Yeah. Uh, you said it, not me. Kevin Carlson, twenty dollars. Uh, where are we going to party before the Thursday night game? Bears forty-seven, Panthers four. Wow, two Joe's safeties. on Weed Street. Joe's on Weed Street. Kevin, yeah. come on. Oh no, 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 no. Or That's come to the tailgate during the game. The tailgate before oh, right. the tailgate game. First. Uh, Justin Matabuke, by the way, is the uh, super chat. Thank you, Cody Knight. Didn't have to spend twenty dollars for that, but we greatly appreciate it. Um, Drop in the bucket for Cody. We appreciate it. Uh, the tailgate, though, before the game. If you buy a ticket to the tailgate, even if you're not going to the actual game, it gets you into our watch party at Joe's on Weed Street. Brian Urlacher is going to be there. It's going to be a great time. Our pre and post game coming from Joe's on Weed Thursday night. Should be a lot of fun. Tomorrow is what would be a normal Friday preview show. Will and Nick will take you into the game with a big breakdown tomorrow right here at noon on CHGO. At noon? At noon. At noon. Oh, wait. Yeah, we might change. I forgot yeah, about no. that. Did we? We never actually said anything. We never, it might be at 11. Uh, keep an eye on that. We might have to do that at 11 tomorrow. We will keep you posted on that show coming up tomorrow. Keep it at noon. Um, okay. <laughs> and then. Uh, I like it at noon. <laughs> and then pregame coming up on Thursday. Any final thoughts there, Karn? I'm just looking forward to seeing hopefully some people out on Thursday. And, uh, hey. Message to Flus and the training staff. Don't put Justin out there until he's 100%. He's too valuable. Be smart with it. We can wait until the Lions game and let him go in 10 days. If Flus, I, I have a much different take. I'd like to be entertained. I want to see Justin Fields play Thursday night. I hate what you just said, and I don't want to end the show on that, but I think we should. <laughs> Ray, thanks for coming in, man. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll talk to everyone tomorrow. CHGO. See you. Silly like the mayor.